Good to see you guys here tonight. I wanted to share just a few things and then have, uh, again, a time of prayer as it is the National Day of Prayer. You know, as this time of where we set aside to pray as a nation, I have mixed feelings about these things. I think one aspect, it's great that churches everywhere are getting together and praying. How can that not be a good thing? Um, it's a powerful thing. But then part of me is thinking back, well, you know, our nation is not a Christian nation. You know, it's not following the ways of the Lord. Uh, it was definitely founded on Christian principles, but it is not living that way. And so many times I think our focus even though it's just a little bit off, it can make a big difference. And, and what I mean is, is that praying is not what we need to do. And let me clarify that before you stone me. <laughs> you see, Muslims pray. Buddhists pray. Um, Hindus pray. It, a lot of people pray. But what we do as followers of Jesus Christ and believers in Yahweh, the living God, is we don't just talk to God. We are supposed to have communication with. And there's a big difference. There should be. There should be a big difference. Because what I, I don't think is necessary, and maybe part of this is out of my own guilt. You see, I don't have a prayer journal, and it's best I don't because I wouldn't keep it. I, I, I'm not good at those kinds of things. And if I were to tell you about my fervent prayer life, um, I would be humbled and uh, you'd be disappointed. And... What I don't want you to do is leave here thinking, I, I need to pray more. I need to have that, you know, so much time a day. I need to do this. That's not really where we want to go because, again, that's not our goal. That's not the end. What is the end is communication with the living God. And that is something I need to do more and we all need to do more. And that does happen through times devoted to prayer, but what does that mean? And I want to go to a prayer meeting. It's an interesting prayer meeting. It takes place in 1 Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18, starting at verse 16. You guys are probably familiar with this story as Elijah confronts the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, just up north there, on your way to Monterey. Um, it says, So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. 
Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's, ta Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare its fire. Since there are so many of you, call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull, given them, and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. O Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must, have been, must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Many times, that can feel like the result of our prayer as well. So we cry and we cry and we cry, and there seems to be no response. And this description of them being frantic and going on, have any of you ever been to Christian places where that, that seems to happen? Not, I mean, it's like, well, the more frantic we get, maybe then God will hear us if we get frantic and we, you know, we'll just dance around. Unfortunately, they don't cut themselves or anything like that. But it seems like we really not need to get God's attention. I went to one prayer meeting, this was years ago, where there was a group of us. I was still in high school, I believe it was, or just out of high school. We went to this uh, couple's house and we sat down and we had a little prayer meeting and it was quiet and someone would pray. And then there was this pause. And I remember just during that pause thinking, you know, what the Lord wants to do in my life. And it was, I was just meditating, having a time. And all of a sudden, one of the guys got up and he got his Bible and he slammed it on the table and he just, boom, he goes, well, I guess the Lord's not working here tonight. And I was like, why? You know, what happened? What? Because nothing was going on. It wasn't, you know, exuberant. It wasn't, oh, uh, and it wasn't carrying on. Sometimes we feel like we have to manufacture something to make things happen. And that's an unfortunate thing. Because what Jesus said in John 10 is that his sheep hear his voice. That they follow him because they hear him 
And a lot of times when we think of prayer, we think of talking to God, communicating to God, but it is supposed to be a communion with God, a dialogue back and forth. We are supposed to hear as well as speak. But how much time do we take to listen? Most of the time is in speaking. And you see, what happened with the prophets is they would hear the voice of the Lord and act. They wouldn't just speak, they would hear God and respond. And it goes on in verse 30. He goes on and he says, Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel, which means governed by God. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seas of seed, which is about 13 quarts. He arranged the wood, cut the bowl into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it the third time. The water ran down around the altar, even filled the trench. And in verse 36 it says, And the time of sacrifice... At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. I think what happens is there comes a time of sacrifice, and that's our involvement in this process. And what I want to challenge us here tonight is if we're going to pray and ask God to work in whatever area in someone's life, in our nation, in our body of believers, are, will, are we willing to step up at the time of sacrifice and be the answer to that prayer? In other words, Lord, I want you to move and touch the heart of our government officials. If God says, well, I want you to go speak to them, are you willing to go and speak to them? In other words, are you going to pray something and be willing to also step into that time of sacrifice when the answer needs to come? Or are you just throwing up words to God out there somewhere? Or are you willing to say, God, I want this to happen. Tell me what I need to do to make it so. We follow you, Jesus. We hear your voice. What did Samuel, what was Samuel told? He was told, speak, Lord, your servant hears. In other words, say something, God, and I will do it. And I, I wonder if we're going to sit here tonight and gather together and pray, are we willing to be the answer to that prayer? So that when the Lord says, okay, now I want you to step in to this time of sacrifice, to give of yourself, to be the answer, are we willing to do it? Well, God, you've got people to do that. No, you are the people to do that. And, and you see, this is where prayer is not just saying things. It's not just coming together and praying. Prayer is connection with the living God who speaks to us, directs us, and tells us what to do. 
he, he ministers to us in our lives and directs us so that there is answer to prayer, not just because we ask for whatever we want, because we communicate with him and he guides our lives. This last week, God put someone on my heart. And he put it on my heart last week and I said, I need to call this guy. And I didn't. I think, oh, I need to call him. And, and my reasoning was, oh, I don't want to call him. He's going to think I'm just calling him to get him to come to church. You know, that's how I felt. It's like, well, if I call him, he's going to say, oh, yeah, he's calling me because he wants me to be there, you know, Thursday night. He's calling me because he wants me to be there Sunday morning. And that's how I feel. I just kind of like, ah, oh, I don't want to do that because then he's going to think it's me pressuring him to come to church. I got another phone call saying, hey, can you call this guy? He's going through some hard times right now. And I was like, ah, you told me, God. You told me. If I would have called when you told me, I would have been the answer to prayer before this situation happened. You spoke to me, but I didn't listen. I did not step into that time of sacrifice. And now I'm coming behind the scenes, coming late to the game, trying to, you know, recover the situation. I even talked to him today and I said, I need to apologize because God told me to call you last week and I didn't. And I'm sorry. But God speaks to us. He tells us, step into this sacrifice, to this time, offer this to me. Hear my voice and respond. And as we're going to be coming before the Lord and just praying, we're going to be worshiping God, we're going to be asking of God to, to work in the lives of our family, of our community, of our friends, of our nation. Whatever you ask, ask yourself this as well. Are you willing to step in to the answer? If God says, okay, you want this, then I want you to do this. As the story goes on, just concluding it, verse 36, he says, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things what at your command. In other words, I heard from you what I've done is what you have told me to do. Answer me, O Lord, answer me so these people will know that you, are, you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stone, and the soil. It also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. If we will be obedient and hear the voice of the Lord and do the things that God says, then the people will be able to see God and will respond and say, The Lord is God. The Lord is God. Look at what He is doing. He's supernaturally directing His people, working in their lives changing their lives. The Lord, He is God. He is God. I don't want to just come and spend some time praying and saying words. 
I want to come together and say, okay, God, speak, we listen, and what you say, we will do. I'm going to do the things that you command. We are your sheep. We hear your voice. Speak. We're listening. And we will obey. We will step into that time of sacrifice and do what you tell us to do. That's what prayer is to us. We don't just talk. We don't just repeat things. We don't just say what we want. We connect to the living God, and he connects to us and directs our lives. That's what it's supposed to be. And I believe that's what God wants it to be for each of us and with us right now. And so we're going to take some time together. I don't know if we can kind of gather around so that we're a little closer together. Uh, maybe we can move towards the back.